You are listening to the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan and Andrei. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Techie Leadership Show. Together with us today, we have Alin Iftemi. He's the managing director and co-founder of ModeX. With a deep connection with everything related to technology and IT since early childhood, Alin decided to pursue a path which would bring him closer to his one true passion, programming. Back in 2015, he became CTO at Money Mail Me, and together with his team of developers, made the application stand out in the market by winning multiple prestigious awards, such as the UK's best social payments app. After this initial success, Alin and his team embarked on their biggest project, the creation of the world's first smart contract marketplace. This is what marked the beginning of Modex. A full stack developer, he's the main driving force behind Modex. He's responsible for developing the company's strategy for using technological resources with, while actively searching how to implement new technologies to gain a competitive advantage. As an avid tech enthusiast, Alin is fascinated by domains such as blockchain, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. With over 20 years of experience in tech, Alin positions himself as one of the main actors who are pushing for widespread adoption of blockchain technologies. Hello, Alin, and welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for having me here. Um, you almost said everything, but um, I have What a, did we a, miss? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you said that I'm a tech guy, and indeed, this is my main uh, passion programming, coding, uh, researching new technologies, trying to puzzle up things together just to come up with new possible uh, way of applying the technologies, not just blockchain in general. Um, I always had a passion for, uh, let's say, innovative products as overall. Uh, we did uh, try in our company to uh, do our best in terms of releasing applications which uh, they have no competition or if they have competition it's uh, very small um, i love i love programming and uh, even if uh, today i am in a management position i'll do i'm doing my best not to stay away for uh, my real passion which is coding so you're still coding today i'm trying to obviously i have uh, all the repositories blocked I'm normally not allowed to touch code and not able to be part of the process. <laughs> but uh, I find ways uh, to do at least small things in POCs, demos, uh, just stuff to keep me alive. See, a true leader right there in the trenches with his <laughs> soldiers. Well, the soldiers protect him from being yeah. in the trenches with them, but. <laughs> Which is good. After a certain time, if you don't live with the product each day, uh, you might see something that's there or you might uh, take right decision. It depends. You have to be very close to the, the tech guys, the tech team, the stuff they are building, how they are building, even if you don't actually write code, because at the end, you represent whatever they are building. You are the one who's supposed to implement, to sell, to uh, partner up with other technologies. So uh, uh, at the end of the day, you cannot lead a tech company without having any tech skills. That is true. And that's something that unfortunately it happens a lot. You have lots of technical companies getting started by people that have 
it's just the cool thing to have a tech company. Uh, and they don't also do, it doesn't mean you have to be super technical, but learn a little, learn what it means to code, how it works, get some feedback. It's like us, like like software developers uh, going to management, for example, and um, a bakery and trying to giving input on how to do it without even baking one loaf of bread. It's like a developer going to a tailor, say, cut some more from the pants. Now that's too much, put a little back. And the tailor's yes, like, right. what's wrong with you? It is, uh, there is a, a set of skills which uh, are not coming necessarily from the technical part which are required for uh, the management positions. And uh, But uh, no matter what, when you run a tech company, um, maybe you don't need to be a developer but you need to have understanding of what you're selling or what you're uh, commercializing, actually. Yeah, exactly. I, I have a quick question from, um, from your presentation. What is a smart contract marketplace? That, that threw me no, off. What's a smart contract in itself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, yeah it, it, the best way to explain it is to split this into smart contract and marketplace. Right? So marketplace is uh, it's like a shop, like any other marketplace you guys see, like uh, I don't know, Amazon or uh, other marketplace where people can sell stuff. Um, in our case, okay. the smart contract marketplace is a marketplace where uh, developers sell smart contracts. These smart contracts, in reality, are um, pieces of software programs, software programs, but they are built uh, in a immutable environment and they are executed on a blockchain technology. So um, let's imagine that you guys are partnered up in a business, but you don't trust each other at all. So uh, in that case, <laughs> if the, but, but the bank uh, would have the possibility to implement a smart contract. Um, it will give you an IBAN, uh, which you give to the customer. And when you cash in, let's say, 100 euros, the smart contract will automatically split 50 in your account and 50 in the other account. So basically, a smart contract is a code which cannot be changed. Uh, it's visually expo exposed in terms that all parties can inspect the code and make sure the code is doing what it expects to do. And it's running in a blockchain network, which ensures the security, the immutability, all this, uh, all these benefits, so that you guys are able to do business together, even if you don't like or you don't trust each other. So um, a smart contract uh, is developed by a programmer, and then these guys can sell their uh, their uh, programs, their smart contract using our uh, our money. Hmm. Awesome! Sounds really interesting. It makes yeah. it uh, fair and transparent. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a sharing uh, or community sharing uh, application, uh, almost like all the tools we have developed for this smart contract. Because while we build it, we realize that uh, okay, uh, but uh, there are no tools to write smart contracts. You don't have a proper ID. So we build a proper ID and then we see that, okay, you don't have a test network to test this smart contract. So we build a test network as well. So we build basically a full cycle which supports developer to build, test and sell and the buyer to buy and deploy the smart contract in live production without having any technical. 
Sounds really good. And are what are some interesting use cases that you see people using these smart contracts in? Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, what we build, the infrastructure for smart contracts that we have built is, uh, relies on the Ethereum network. So being a smart contract uh, issued on a cryptocurrency network, mostly related with the cryptocurrency transactions. For example, um, there are smart contracts which give functionality of a very secure wallet where you can store your cryptocurrencies or the tokens. Uh, there are smart contracts which are pure lottery. So, for example, people feel like, um, I don't know, gambling a little bit and they want to gamble using a software which is transparent, it's mutable, no one can trick them. So, if they're, they're just gambling with uh, cryptocurrencies. There are these transaction flipping, like the example I just gave you uh, before, and uh, many, many, many other issues. Uh, but most of them are related with the Ethereum infrastructure because the Ethereum was the first and the only available, uh, reasonably available at the time we have built the money. Okay. So it, it's, it works with Ethereum, but it doesn't depend on it. No, uh, actually, in our product, Modex BCDB, which is a blockchain database infrastructure, it's mostly like blockchain for enterprises. We do have this feature ongoing, and we would, we, we would be able in the next releases to have a smart contract which is doing business functionality. If the business functionality means uh, registrations, calculations, uh, historical records, whatever you need, uh, we will offer the possibility to developers to create immutable code. So in that case, all the customers will not be able to say, okay, I have no idea what you did there to make this work. Uh, they will be able to have a proof of uh, immutability of that functionality. And we are going, we have the features, but not for public yet. We only implement it for custom deployments, particular customers. But we're going to have that public as well. Uh, hopefully till the end of the year, but who knows? All right. <laughs> well, now I'm really excited to get started. So without further ado, what is the biggest leadership success story you've witnessed personally? Uh, I don't have too many um, too many models. I mean, which I could be. I was able to interact in the daily basis. Um, Especially because since I have went on my own uh, on my own road, I stopped being an employee. Um, I've been doing the job with the other partners, uh, the other my, my other partners. So it's kind of difficult. Uh, we learn by mistake, uh, and uh, we basically based on uh, our evolution on trial and error. Uh, but if I'm looking abroad, I have a lot of. Um, uh, people, a lot of leaders, which uh, I like. I like uh, the way how I like Steve Jobs. Of course, everybody likes him, uh, and I appreciate uh, not necessarily uh, the fact that he was able to draw to design interesting products. I appreciate him a lot for the courage he had. Um, he was uh, one of the few who was able to say, I trust this product and I know this product will work. And this uh, requires a lot of courage and uh, trust in the people's perception of things. Um, I also like Linus, uh, with his uh, extraordinary work with um, everything he did. It, uh, 
it's also a very good programmer and I cannot uh, stop loving him. <laughs> um, but uh, when it comes to daily activities, um, we learn our own way. So basically we dig our, our own hole. Uh, we have to learn by mistake. Uh, we have to uh, try and things, test things. And um, basically we, uh, um, we just uh, are the only responsible for uh, the, the success, but also for the failures that, that we have. Yeah. So, Alin, what would be like one leadership insight you had, you learned on your own, that you say like it's like the backbone for your success in leadership? I think uh, the most the most important or the most relevant thing is to build a team. Uh, I like to uh, always uh, I always like to compare uh, the business team, the tech teams, uh, uh, any company teams. Uh, with uh, football teams, right? So uh, it's okay. impossible. It's impossible to win if you don't have eleven guys on the pitch who are skillful. It is uh, impossible to win if those guys are skillful, but they are not friends. They are not uh, uh, tied one with each other. They don't trust each other. They don't count or rely on each other. It's impossible to win if they are not properly motivated. Uh, no matter if it's financial or, or um, the, the final goal. So uh, my my philosophy in this part is to, to build a team from the all points of view. And if you have a good team, obviously you have a better chance to uh, to lead in front of the competition. You see, yeah. an answer like a true programmer. He's, <laughs> he's modeling something he likes and see that works in the world and say, I'll apply that to my business. Yeah, but that raises a question because in football, you need an adversary to, to be able to win because playing alone, you cannot play. It's not a game you play alone. So do you build something like that, like for the teams to give them like uh, you're competing against this to, and Indeed, you're winning there is you're, a difference. It's a difference because in football it's a game that everybody plays with the same rules. Uh, in business or out there, uh, there are different games you play every day. Uh, you might have a game with the competition, who's having a better feature or who's having a better feature fast. You might have a game can be even to convince a customer. Uh, we, we do have the situation where customers like the technology. Um, they have all the ingredients, but they don't make the moving bank, right? So that's a goal we need to achieve. So that requires particular people, even if it matters just to maybe we should better explain to him the benefits. Maybe we should understand what are his budgets, but there is always a game. No matter, uh, you don't have to play it, uh, against someone. Ah. So, so you actually you see business as a game itself? I think uh, it is a game, yeah. It's a game where we all compete and we are all fighting for something and we need to achieve. And we, you get to have fun. If it's a game, you get yeah. to have fun each day. <laughs> and not take it personally. <laughs> if you don't do it for, uh, if you don't find any fun in doing this, uh, it's going to be very difficult to do it. <laughs> true that. True that is that. true. And since you have, like you said, like you learned everything about leadership yourself um, through making a lot of mistakes, I'm curious, what is the biggest leadership failure you had the unfortunate experience of witnessing? 
I think uh, this road, I just explained, it's actually not the smartest uh, idea. The smartest idea <laughs> would be to listen to an older guy. <laughs> listen to an older guy, see what he has done, learn from his mistake and apply that. Um, that that also works for uh, for us, but uh, when you, uh, your business is related with uh, innovative technologies and you are somehow at some point one of the first guys on the market, market you don't really have models, so you have to try and try and error. But this, uh, I think, it's a mistake because um, at some point you can learn by comparison, even if it's not the same domain as you as you are. So um, I think it would have been a much more optimized or efficient way just to uh, look at other people first and then apply or uh, read more about management itself. Um, in my career, when I start doing the managerial stuff, I found myself doing it at some point. It was never an official moment in time when someone said, I live out of today, you deal with this part, right? I just had an invoice, I had to pay it. It was no one there to pass the task, so I had to pay it. Or make a contract or, uh, I don't know, discuss with some sort of sooner or later, I found, my, I found myself in the middle of the fight. So, this, this is, uh, I should have started maybe earlier to read more about how certain things should be done. That's something which I, I could have done better. So, so basically the advice is don't learn the hard way by making all the mistakes. Try to learn from others from their mistakes and hopefully avoid them or at least I find out that anticipate them. I find out that usually even if a person, even if you trust the person, it tells you like, look, you're going to have this issue. And when you have it, this is the solution. And say, no, he told me about it for sure, I'm not gonna have it. Usually you bump your head exactly like the previous person. The only difference is you already know the solution because that person also gave you the solution. Uh, so I highly recommend like when somebody warns you about a mistake or, or a situation that or a problem that can appear Always always also get a solution to the problem not just the problem the the foretelling of it get also the solution because You don't have to search for the solution when you have the problem. Yeah Exactly evolution is based on that learn what others did, apply and do something more. So the tech evolution goes in the same way. So um, that's something we should all follow. Of course, this doesn't mean that drop your ideas or give up your uh, your thoughts or your way of doing things, but um, it never, it's worth the trouble to uh, see how others play the same game or in different positions. So just gather more information and then took your own decision. Yeah, there are many roads to get to the same goal. Uh, it's also, it's, it's an opportunity for you to find the road that works better for you. Exactly. Uh, it's not a rule. There is no book which uh, will say that for you, that's the book. If you do this by the book, you're going to be in the next. This is not a, uh, it's not a rule. You, are, you will find good books about it, but... Um, the reality is that um, every game has his own rules, right? Even uh, in the same domain. So uh, it's, there are very rare uh, some use cases where, especially when you are looking forward to win or to sell, to expand, right? Exploring. When you have to explore, it's difficult to find this uh, in a book. 
But uh, indeed, when you have a problem, usually there is another guy who has a similar problem. So it's good to see how he solves it. Maybe he has a better idea than you. Yeah, always be open to, to the new. And God, it would be like awesome to have like the management book, just one book, not rows and rows of books and more getting written and having shows like this. Just say, you need to manage, get that book, read it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, here we go. Uh, like a bot bottled <laughs> success. Just take yes. this every Friday and don't worry about it. Oh, that would be cool, but it's just, it's just a dream. <laughs> Now I'm curious to find out what is your leadership philosophy. I mentioned uh, I mentioned a few things uh, earlier. Uh, I I believe uh, having people motivated uh, is one of the keys to success. Um, when I say motivated, I'm not uh, necessarily referring to the financial part, right? Every, everybody can today offer a big salary to a skillful man at some point. Uh, but this doesn't necessarily make the difference. Uh, so uh, I, I believe people need to be motivated from other ways. By telling them what's the company purpose, uh, by telling them that they are in a direct fight or direct competition with the bigger players, uh, by telling them uh, what what is their product, whatever they are building, where it's going to be in a few years, who is going to fight with, where it's going to be applied. So uh, basically keep people informed and try to be as much as open with them because it's very difficult to come back to football to have 11 guys winning a game without telling them that uh, it's the final or without telling them that there is a cup on the World Cup on the table. So uh, compared to that, uh, I believe that it's very important that the entire team knows the company trends, knows what is the competition, knows where we want to where we want to go, so that at the end of the day, everybody has the same feeling uh, about the product, about when it has to be ready, about what you're supposed to do. So they get involved as um, as their own product. So uh, if you manage to uh, um, propagate this feeling uh, into the team, that feeling which normally only the owner has or the CEO or uh, the leader, the manager, if you manage to propagate this will of fighting, of winning to the entire team, that's uh, at least one uh, ingredient for, uh, for success. Of course, there are, uh, yeah, exactly. Transparency and make them feel what you think. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, other thing is, of course, the skill. You need to have skill, skillful people. You cannot win Champions League if you work with a guy from our national uh, uh, championship. You need a proper, uh, uh, proper guy. You cannot do tech or uh, it applies in every domain, even in marketing, sales, and you need to have the best man in order to have the best result in the market. But uh, this is the feeling of the team, it's the main, uh, main idea, main ingredient in, uh, in order to have a good philosophy, winning philosophy in the, in a, in a company. So that's what I'm trying to, to achieve with our team as well. And how do you, do you ensure that your people have the required skill and stay abreast like of, 
make sure that their skill level progresses with the requirements of the business? This is a very, uh, very good uh, question because um, you cannot today to have an interview with someone for uh, five days <laughs> to test him uh, from top to bottom. Um, we we worked on, on recommendation. I mean, up to today, uh, we rarely found in the last year or last four or three months, we start uh, advertising here and there. And we start on board with people which are basically are coming to direct ads or through recruiting companies and something like that. But until two, three years, and I'm talking about the last five years, we only employed people based on recommendation. So uh, I know you, I know him. You come here and work with me because I know you. Uh, you know the other guy, you work with him. How was he? He was good, he was serious, he was uh, competent, he was whatever, all the ingredients. Yes, thanks, Maroka. So that's how we uh, grow up in the first part. Of course, this is getting very difficult in time. And, uh, but now we, uh, we have a different kind of test, right? Based on the position. We have a, a skill test, normal test. Uh, we, we have a project based test. So we let the guy build the project and then we discuss about the project, what he thinks, what he has in mind. There are different approaches, almost, uh, um, Direct proportion with the different uh, positions, right? So it's one way you test the backend developer, another way, uh, in a different way you test the frontend developer or a designer or a technical reference and so on. Yeah. And, and inside the company, how do you make sure that um, people also stay current with their skills? Do you have something uh, from from a leadership perspective to embolden them to study more continue learning uh, there are two ways of uh, keeping people active or on the uh, motivated and educated uh, it's one either you train them so you provide training certifications uh, whatever you want to do you want to do job okay you do job training or you give them challenging work right so uh, we apply both so basically, you either train them, in which normal training is provided by professionals, or either give them challenging work. So you see that technology, which uh, just appears, okay, take it, assume it, install it, test it, see how it works, and how can we use it. So, um, I believe also challenging work, um, complex, complex software solutions, enterprise solutions are keeping people in shape because they find all the time all different problems. And solving problems, it is a way of learning. Um, and, and since we're talking about challenging them and giving them challenging work, one good way to challenge your people is to actually get them into management, promote them. Yeah. Uh, so, what would be your top three leadership tips you have for aspiring leaders? Um, we we do promote uh, people from within the company. Uh, rarely we uh, we bring people uh, from uh, let's say new employees to, to occupy a management position, and this is only happen in domains or in uh, job positions which uh, we even or we we say which we didn't have. Until then, for example, sales. Uh, when we start to do sales, none of us do sales, so we have to hire someone 
to manage the team or you need to hire big sellers or what. But uh, in the tech department, we promote people from uh, from within, uh, people who are already uh, evidentiate themselves uh, via skill or interaction with other people. And normally, this job is pretty much easy because uh, they are assuming this task tasks before they are officially informed. So when I actually make a guy from a developer, I'm making a developer B, uh, he's already a lead. He behaves like a lead. He interacts like a lead. Uh, oh. So this, this jobs are normally assumed by themselves. So it's very easy for them to integrate in the position. Of course, uh, when someone uh, grows in the company and they say become a manager or a lead or something like that, um, there is a little bit of grooming advice from people from the same rank or from the above or in a higher, higher rank. Uh, we give them advices. Tricks or uh, tips, but uh, not normally, uh, whatever they have to do, it's already inside them because they were raised in the company philosophy, they were raised in the company procedures, they are friends and they work with the people in the company. So, um, absorbing the, the, the position is not something that That answers one, one question I always had for. Um for people who, who promote from inside the company. My question was, what do you do in case, you know, when you promote somebody, he's among his uh, collective, maybe his friends, what do you do if they do not respect his newfound authority? But if he, you give him the job first and then give him the title, well... Actually, he steps into the job. Yeah. He's already doing the position and all the work he does doesn't have the title. So. Yeah. So exactly. normally people is doing the job before they are getting the cycle. So it's kind of difficult to end up with someone which is not able to do the job. Yeah. yeah. And people raise to the opportunity. And this is an advice I like to give people. Like if you want a position, start doing the work. Um, people are going to notice inside the company that you're doing the work. So when the next position is going to get opened or they're going to be looking for someone to fill that position. If they're smart, uh, they're going to pick you and promote from your side. Sometimes companies uh, are not smart, so <laughs> and not find a smart is. company, if not. Yeah, and not just that. You also have the opportunity to see if you like the new work. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when you, when, you, when you look into what somebody else is doing, people tend to project the best parts of the work, so you might feel like, oh my God, I keep looking at uh, Aline, he's the managing director, I wish I could be boss, just boss people yeah. around. And then that person might find out, you, know, you, have, you have investors, you have customers, you have utilities, you have payments, you have salaries, you have employees, you have to manage employees, you have to keep employees happy, you need to grow the company, and the list keeps growing and growing and growing. I was you like, have nightmares. Salary day is coming and there's not enough money in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> to cover and, you know, it's not for everybody and that's okay. Exactly. It's not for everybody. And uh, um, actually, uh, how I was saying, people uh, evidentiate themselves. They, they, they look like they want to grow. They look like they are interested. They look like they want to get some particular uh, tasks. So uh, normally it's not a surprise, right? Uh, we rarely uh, have difficult difficulties when we have to, uh, let's say, extend the team, put another lead, uh, 
create a new bond of uh, management. So it's kind of natural when it comes to, to it. And whoever is not interested in that, it's very difficult, very easy to notice. I mean, we have um, very good guys, very good programmers who are able to do extraordinary things. They have absolutely no interest in uh, uh, I don't know, interacting with people, doing uh, task administration or these kinds of things. They want their yeah. feeling comfortable uh, just doing their uh, job, their profession, coding. Sure. So, that's okay, and that's fine. <laughs> that's actually better because if, if he knows he likes what he does, and he knows that he would dislike what people in other positions do, he will have a very warm uh, collaboration with other people. He says, listen, I respect your job. I don't want to do it, so I'm really glad you're doing it. I do me, and you do you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, Alien, knowing that uh, you have a very deep uh, tech pro uh, background, and you are still, at least at heart, a programmer, I know you had to read a lot because <laughs> it comes with the territory. So can you please recommend with us the book that has had the most profound impact to you? It can be from any field. I will stick to the business aspect because I have to be honest, in the late, latest month, uh, months, I'm, my reading is mostly business associated, no matter if it's some tech or some, I don't know, articles, um, papers, so all this kind of stuff. So this is how I um, fill up my, my time. But um, I believe that uh, a general book uh, of interest, it's a book which I, um, I put my hands on like a year ago. Uh, it's a Bill Owlet. Outlet book. It's a um, discipline entre entrepreneurship. It's like uh, 24 steps of how you are supposed to do your business. So um, I was uh, impressed by the book, uh, not necessarily because it was fully applicable to what we are doing, but um, I was impressed by the book by um, its impact or um, by its importance to. Uh, 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 to business for people who is looking to open a new business to create a startup to um, make some money right so there are a set of skills uh, which are are totally uh, ignored or steps which are totally ignored in um, doing today's business right you see people uh, debating ideas of business like uh, when they have a beer and let's say wow how nice would it be to have a website which is doing this and that and say okay it's nice do you like it i also like it do you like it yeah, everybody likes it let's do it so they end up doing it uh, and then uh, they end up uh, doing it and that's it right so uh, uh, in this book i found that um, there are some smart steps normal step reasonable step uh, good common sense steps which has to be done in uh, when you uh, want to open a business find out who has interest in this business find out how much is going to cost you that how much is going to cost that so um, there are very few basic things but they are very well organized in a few steps which i believe that every everyone who reads that book can help him either have a um, successful business either uh, realize that um, the the project doesn't work it so um that's a book I, I liked uh, recently because it's pretty, pretty uh, straightforward and uh, basically summarize and make a, a resume of a brief of whatever you have to consider when you start a business in technology especially, which I recommend to everyone.
It's okay, build all discipline entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh, and, and you need some, because it happens a lot. Uh, and I see it a lot, especially in tech. You we see all kinds of, it's true. Sometimes uh, an idea that you said, like, who could have thought of that and why does it work? It just catches and it works like crazy and it makes a lot of money. But the chance of you hitting on that idea it's not that good. And usually when you want to validate uh, a product and you go to your family and friends, they don't want to disappoint you. They're going to tell you, yeah, it's, it's all, it's nice. It's a great idea. Yeah, go for it. Do go it. For it. Yeah. And yeah. then even your family and friends, if you ask, if you build a product that they would buy and ask them, Hey, I built it. How about you become a customer? They say, ah, you know, it's not something for me. I'm tight with money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you find out really fast that it's actually you have no customers for your business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you have to uh, you have to try uh, because um, it's very easy to start working on something, especially when you are a developer and you don't need third parties to help you build a product. But um, without confront confronting the reality, uh, it might be a waste of time for you. And it's important to understand that not. Not that not everyone thinks the same as you. Uh, it's more likely everyone thinks different than you think. So uh, whatever find you interesting, maybe 99% of the people might not like it at all. So uh, it's very important to test that before, I don't know, working on a, on a, on a product like that. Yeah. And what ideas do you have like for testing? Like what would you do to test a special tech, a tech uh, product? Before building it, uh, yes. Um, for example, you need to test uh, to test the market, right? Uh, you need to see if there is actually like a feasibility study, right? You need to find some professional feedback on how this idea will work in the market. Is there anybody who is interested? I, what I would do also, I would discuss in advance with some possible customers, maybe five or ten guys, which uh, to give me at least a verbal agreement that they have interest in using your, your product, even if you don't charge them some, anything. Um, just discuss to them and say, guys, look, I'm giving you this solution. I'm not going to charge you anything. Are you able to use it and give me feedback? Uh, try to uh, then try to design the product based on the feedback of the customers, not your own ideas. Right? Uh, if you want to build yes. something which help, uh, I don't know, lumberjacks, you disguise with a lumberjack. Right, you don't assume how trees are cut and all this kind of thing. You just make sure that uh, it serves the purpose. Um, try to design functionalities in pieces which allow you to go live earlier. You rather have a very small product uh, in three months rather than make a release in two years with full products, and then you will realize that the market uh, is going to require you other features, and maybe 90% of the features you have designed are no use for them. So uh, go small and try to um, extend the application based on the feedback and the input you have from the customers or uh, people who are using your uh, your uh, your product. And try to make use of professionals. I mean, uh, I remember me when I was a programmer and uh, I wanted to do everything, including the design, the product, where the button sits, uh, uh, the coding, uh, front and back end, everything. So uh, it doesn't work like that, right? Um, you need to have a product guy who knows better where the save button needs to be on the left or on the right. Um, 
imagine how it would be if you have a mobile application with the button on the top left of the phone. So you never be able, you are never able to get it with your with your uh, with your thumb. With your right, so, uh, right hand, yeah. Exactly. This this stuff. Uh, there are, for example, um, reports which show exactly what is the coverage with the with the thumb on the screen. So you want to move your stuff in the lower part. There are people who know this kind of business very well. So let him do the screens, right? Um, let the designer uh, draw something. Don't start to uh, learn how Adobe Photoshop or, I don't know, Illustrator works. <laughs> so uh, bring the best people also to help you. doesn't matter if the company has, uh, I don't know, 10 founders or, I don't know, it's 10 people. Even if you have 5%, if the team is good, you know, what's 50% of a, a zero or 5% of 100 million, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Be, that, I that's some points, I, I, I would say, in the first glance. I love all the points. I would only, only add one more, and I think you'll agree with me. Uh, when you have an idea, uh, check the market to see if anybody else implemented it and look if he's successful with the idea. And some people might take this as uh, being dissuaded to go down that path, which would be the wrong approach. The market is big enough for everybody. Remember just some, some examples. There were plenty other Facebooks before Facebook. There was MySpace, High Five. Same thing for Spotify. You know, it's usually What's the native search engines before native search engines. There was Yahoo, who's still around today. It was one of the <laughs> premier search engines, it and AOL. So look around, learn from their mistakes, see what their uh, tripwire is, what captivates their audience. Uh, you are more flexible because you don't have to pay the same uh, for the same mistakes as they did. So you. Who knows? You might just so going back. Learn from other people's yes, mistakes. Yes, learn from other people's <laughs> mistakes. You said it very, very, uh, very well. Uh, indeed, there are even more uh, topics on this matter than we both discussed. There are lots of other things you have to do. Uh, and uh, yes, there were many Facebooks and even more WhatsApps uh, in advance. Um, this is uh, something which uh, basically made me realize that an idea is not enough, right? You might see at some point uh, guys uh, which uh, they are afraid to discuss with you and have a beer and tell you their secret idea of a tech project. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, God, Aline, Aline, yeah, are you going to, to, please, Aline, don't tell anyone my idea, right? And I say, my friend, if I have a beer with you until tomorrow morning, we're going to have 150,000 ideas. And I bet with you that with the right execution and implementation, they will all work. So it's not a matter of having the idea, it's a matter of executing it, how you actually yes. put, it in, put it in practice. And of course, it's also related to whom you are talking with, right? I mean, uh, it's one thing to have a good investment, investor who understands the product, sees that you execute it properly and trusts you and gives you an amount of money, which is like, I don't know, maybe 10 million. And another thing is to have the same project you are more advanced, like maybe MySpace or uh, High Five, how they were before Facebook, but they didn't have a long-term strategy and uh, they were not executed correctly. They were not thinking how they are supposed to think. And maybe the investor says, sorry, guys, I can only give you 100,000. So it makes sense that at some point, even Facebook came up, I don't know, a few years later, they took the market and they are, uh, they are ruling it in this moment. Yeah. Yes. 
So it's a, it's it's a small part is the idea. Actually, the execution and the building of the team, and having the right people at the right time doing it. Because business success, it's all about people and being able to work with them and build a build a company with them. Because that's that's what you have, especially in tech. It's people. It's the people. It's not the software. Yes. Exactly. It's a if you know if we would all go to a beer, let's say, eighty people, uh, we would be a bunch of guys who's having a beer. We are able to have fun yes. with them, to make a play football, play basket. Uh, we even be able to form a team. But when we move them in the office, they are somehow the, the company. So uh, it's like an entity which is out there, which controls everything. No, we are the same people. We are the company. When you say Modex, you refer to me, my colleague, Robert, George, Dragos, every name. So these guys are Modex. This is the company, right? So how you behave, how we behave together, uh, this is the team we present itself uh, on the pitch when it comes to the final game or any game. So people is the company. Exactly. And, and and that's so important. That's what we're trying to get across with uh, this show is that your people are the company. And if you want to have a successful company, make sure you treat them right. Invest in them, help them grow. Invest in yourself to be a better leader for them so they can go grow faster and help you achieve your dreams faster <laughs> that way. Yeah, align your goals so that you're you know, all the ships going in the same direction. I know it's exactly. a very old quote, but but it's 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 you know the it's rarely the correctly applied. Yes, <laughs> yes, true. Well, people are sometimes uh, ashamed to 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 discuss what they truly want, or they feel like they're they're lucky to have got the job. And when somebody asks you. Uh, hey, do you like it here? He'll lie and say, yeah, I love it. But in the back of his mind, you know, if I could, I would move someplace else, but I can't, so I won't. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it starts with, with honest dialogue, with communication, like you said, some level of transparency, build up trust, go through some difficulties together that promotes the trust and just rolling. It's like a snowball. You start small and just build it up, build it up, build it up and the snowball is the team in the company. <laughs> that is correct. Wow. That is correct. Oh my God. I guess there's so much to discuss. I think we could, we could do it for another three hours. <laughs> well, having some beers would, would probably be better. Yes, but it will make it much more yeah, interesting. Much probably. more entertaining. <laughs> At least for us. At I don't know for, for the listeners, but for us. No, no worries. Yeah, okay. uh, Guru, it's always uh, a beer. It's always uh, uh, welcome if it's after uh, nineteen o'clock. <laughs> yes, yes. You we see, don't do see, doing it in the morning. <laughs> you, you, did you hear that, audience? You know, the mark of a CEO after nineteen o'clock. Well, for people who aren't used to that, seven p.m. So he didn't say four p.m. He didn't say five p.m. He said seven p.m. Now. For those of you who, who agree with that, you might just still enjoy being a managing director or CEO. And for those of you who disagree with that, love the job you're currently doing. <laughs> <laughs> now, Alin, can you share with us where people can go and find out more about you? Uh, yes, we have uh, our website, uh, modex.tech. 
And uh, using uh, that our website, you can uh, easily reach our blog where we have a lot of um, articles about the technology, about us, about our story. Um, we do have uh, from the website, you have the possibility to reach uh, our social media channels, including mine. So um, in the social media, uh, again, we, uh, we try to update daily with our activities, our goals, uh, our releases, our job, uh, job openings. So uh, the social media is our main uh, main communication channel, and um, if you just search for Modex in I don't know uh, Insta, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, you will always be able to, to find us and receive updates about everything, almost everything that we are doing. Awesome! I will add uh, links in the show notes so that people can easily reach out. Thank you for uh, for the awesome interview and for participating. It's been a pleasure. Thank you guys as well very much. And uh, anytime we can have uh, another one, maybe we put it in the evening so that we can have a beer as well. Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. That's a great idea. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye-bye, guys. That was today's episode. Tune in daily. Rate, like, subscribe and share, please. Oh, you can find further info and materials in the show notes on techyleadership.com, including links to the guest book recommendations.